It's Wired, the Pistons podcast, presented by Jeep. Here's your host, Matt Derry. It's game day Friday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Matt Derry with you. It is Wired. Let's do this as the Pistons get ready for a very, very big home game here on this Friday against the Atlanta Hawks. 4-10 Hawks, 4-10 Pistons. We know the story with Detroit right now. They've dropped five in a row, and it just has been a rough patch. A very rough patch and a tough watch, too, with all the turnovers, the issues that they've had a little bit defensively. Offensively, I think this team's been pretty good, and guys are shooting the ball well, but I'm not saying a must-win game here in November, but one the Pistons really need to get, especially with a road back-to-back tomorrow night in Milwaukee against the defending, uh, you know, defending division champs, the Bucks, who sit at 12 and three right now in the East. We welcome you in, everybody, to Wired as we do this each and every week. Coming up in a little bit, assistant coach DJ Baker will join me, and we'll talk about what's going on with the player development. Uh, Seku, and certainly what's going on with the current team, the injuries, and really where the coaching staff is, where their heads are right now with this start, which has not been good. Let's call it what it is. Uh, a little bit disappointing, to say the least, at 4-10. and 10. But you look at these next five games, and you see the Hawks coming in at 4-10 and 10 tonight. Then the Bucks. Then Monday against Orlando, they're below 500. That's a home game. Then Wednesday in Charlotte, that's another below 500 team. And then next Friday with the Hornets again. So of your next five games, the Pistons are playing four out of five games against teams with below 500 records. And definitely a a, a good opportunity here to get a stretch of wins together and kind of get their chins up a little bit. Um, I, I think a big key, before we'll ask DJ this, but a big key too is they got to get, they have to get, and the Pistons ha- must get Blake Griffin healthy. Um, I, I think we're going to look back many, many years from now at the 2017-2018 season, or excuse me, 2018-2019 season. I, I would hope I know what year it is. 18-19, <laughs> you'll look back and you'll say, what a special year the Pistons had in 18-19 because of Blake Griffin. A full season of Blake Griffin last year. Got you 24.5 points per game, 7.5 rebounds per game, and 5 assists per game, and he got you into the playoffs. Not, I'm not saying that Andre Drummond didn't do anything or other guys didn't didn't uh, uh, contribute. But you look back at what Blake provided a year ago, and you'll say that one might be one of the most dominant seasons by an individual Piston in team history. And now you look at it. He's coming back from the knee surgery. He's not 100%. Started the year, you know, scratched, basically. And he's played three games. And since he's been back, the team hasn't won a single game. Not his fault. But you look at the numbers and you go, all right, scored 24.5 points per game last year. This year he's scoring 18 points per game. And again, it's three games. I'm not picking on him. I'm making a point. He rebounded it at 7.5 a clip. Now he's at six rebounds a game. He dished it out five times a game last year. It's now at four this year. He has got to get healthy. And what Dwayne Casey's doing with the load management stuff and the back-to-back in Miami earlier in the uh, last week when he had to sit Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin, he has to do that. So we consider and say other guys have to step up. But the bottom line is for the majority of these games coming up, Blake Griffin's going to be out there and is going to have to will himself to health a little bit and just try to get as close as he can to last year's numbers because this team needs that in the worst way. Now, other guys have stepped up. Langston Galloway is having a career year. Luke Kennard's numbers have shot way up, and he's one of the top three-point shooters, top marksmen, as they say, in the NBA. But, uh, you know, Andre Drummond's got to stay on the floor. The fouling has been an issue lately. 
But again, it does go back to when the ball's in Blake Griffin's hands and he's able to control it and do the things that he does, the team had success. And right now, he's just not health-wise at that spot. All right, joining me now on Wired is Pistons assistant coach DJ Baker, the club getting ready for tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks at home. DJ, I always appreciate a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Um, so where are we here? This is, you know, it's been a tough stretch. You and I were talking before we hit record here about just your schedule and everything else. On top of all the injuries, you sit at 4-10. and 10. What's what's the mindset and the, and the thought process in that coach's room right now? You know, I mean, it, it's, it's a continual uh, process, especially at the beginning of the year with so many guys, so many new guys and so many injuries of just working on building that building good habits day after day and getting guys comfortable with the system offensively and defensively. Um, you know, but it's, I mean, you gotta, especially at this, you know, we've had a few back to backs and we played just about every other day. So practice time has been limited. Um, you know, everybody's facing that same challenge across the league, but, um, you know, we, we come in we watch the film, we learn from it. We, we watch it with the players, um, you know, we walk through things on the on the floor. We try to do as much live stuff as we can, even though, you know, we are limited. Uh, but, you know, you kind of take it game by game and, you know, hopefully, you know, start trending in the right direction on some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, in terms of Coach Casey, stays incredibly positive. I mean, we, he's, he's an extremely hard worker and keeps our staff and all of us prepared. And, uh, you know, you just got to stay upbeat and positive and let the guys know, hey, we're in a rough patch right now. Um, you know, we're not too far behind. It's still early on in the season, but uh, have a sense of urgency in our approach and our focus and our work ethic uh, to start to start stringing together some wins here. And I think, you know, we're starting to get some guys back now, um, which is obviously helpful, but we really haven't seen too many games with what, our full team looks like you know so it's really hard to fully judge and evaluate who we are as a team reggie jackson's still out uh tony snell you know was out a couple games blake's only played a few games Derek was out a few games tim frazier was out a few games so um the injury bug early on uh you know was a, was a little bit tough but um you know in the nba hey that happened so yeah. you still got to prepare you still gotta the next guy has to be ready to go um, but from a coach's standpoint, you know, it's, it's, you know, watch and evaluate the film, see what tweaks and adjustments we have to make, uh, stay upbeat and energetic and, um, you know, stay positive for these guys and let them know, Hey, this, this, you know, it will come together. It's going to come together. We knew even if we were fully healthy, the message was, Hey, it's going to take some, some time. Cause I think we have eight or nine new guys on the roster. You know, so even if everything was perfect in terms of injuries, hey, guys, it's still going to take some time. Right. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, you just got to just got to keep with it and stick with it day after day, which uh, we which we are Had a great little practice yesterday. Good film session. Uh, guys are responding well. And uh, hopefully we start clicking here, uh, you know, starting with tonight. How, how much is this start and, you know, struggles a little bit? Just tied in with your franchise player, Blake Griffin, who you know last year was putting up incredible numbers, over 24 points per game and all that, that just he hasn't been right and that he's been hurt and now he's back. But you could tell he's not 
Yeah, I, th- I think anytime if you, if you if you go around the league and you take out you know their top you know the top guy on every team the guy he I mean he was all NBA third team last year uh, had an unbelievable season and one thing about him is he's really reworked his game you know from a skill standpoint looking at when he was younger um, you know more of a raw athlete you know more of just a high flyer and and now he's added his ball handling we know we're putting him in pick and roll situations uh he's developed a more consistent jump shot shot it very well from three last year um at a high volume so you know anytime you're going to lose a guy like that you know it's you know it's going to hurt but um you know the next guy's got to be ready to go but uh i think with him it's it's. I mean, he just can't. I think he's played three games this season. Uh, I think it's been. Yep. And so you, you're not going to come back from an injury and just, you know, and just be, you know, a hundred percent like right in the flow. There, there's a certain rhythm and flow that uh, happens that you only can gain from, in, you know, from in-game experience from playing in the game. So uh, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a, a it's a big concern or anything like, a, you know, Reggie Jackson. He's been out for four or five weeks. I hope he comes back game one and and is you know clicking and and good on all cylinders. But um, you know the reality of, of it is it there's still a little bit of time that it takes once you are cleared to play and you play an NBA game. You still have to get you know your timing down and, and the rhythm of the game down. Um, so. You know, it's not something to overreact to. It's something that, you know, I, I think happens with injuries. Um, you know, but with that said, obviously he is a massive part of our team and our success and a leader for us. And uh, he was unbelievable for us last year. And, um, you know, he's just got to keep working to get in shape and, you know, get get back in the rhythm of playing in, in games. And uh, and uh, he'll get there. He'll get there. He's He's an incredibly hard worker. And uh, he's very serious about his body and how he takes care of himself, and um, and so he'll he'll uh, he'll be able to get there. Pistons assistant coach DJ Baker with me on Wired, the Pistons podcast, Detroit and Atlanta tonight, and then uh, tomorrow night in Milwaukee for yet another back to back. Your schedule's been crazy, DJ. You've had like three games in four nights, then you sit out for five straight days when you were just uh, chilling in Miami. It's kind of been a a weird schedule. What, what? Tell me about this. Um, it seems like there are some nights, especially in losses, where you've got one guy that goes off. How do you get it where two or three guys are doing it at the same time and you're getting those wins? It might be one night where Luke Kennard has a big game and everybody else is shut down. Langston Galloway recently has gotten hot, but then Luke's been cold. How, how do you kind of manage that where you hope that they all can get hot at the same time? Yeah, I think one thing that's been very, very positive is we've had a number of games with over, you know, 28, 29 assists. We've had multiple games with over 30 assists as a team, which is, and you look at our just baskets scored with assists that we that we have generated throughout the game, and it's at a high volume. So you look at, okay, how do you get guys going, um, the willingness and the unselfishness to make the next play, uh, you know, is just going to give, is just going to generate easier looks for everybody. If you're willing to make that pass, uh, to play for your teammate, that's something that we, uh, teach a ton or, you know, we really preach a ton as a coaching staff and coach Casey leads the way on it is just talking about, you know, playing unselfishly, you know, sacrificing for your teammate, 
they be be a willing ball mover and i think when and i think the team is um you know really bought into it and done that i think we've we've had a high volume as an, as uh of assists as a team and we've shot the three ball extremely well uh this season before last game last game was one of our, our first games where we were down um you know for, for in terms of all guys you know you know rolling each game obviously that's that's the goal you know we try to put them all in situations where uh you know we can get them different looks and and space them properly and uh try to give them as many clean shots as possible um you know you just again it's kind of like what you're saying when you lose a few games hey you got to stick with it and you got to watch the film you got to make your corrections you got to work on it you know in terms of guys everybody clicking on the same night Mm -hmm. i you know I can't. You can't control if this guy's hot or that guy's hot, but you can control if you're playing the right way. Are you moving the ball the right way? Are we playing with pace? Are we spacing properly? Uh, are, I think for the guys, it's getting them comfortable on the court all together. And again, lineups have been a little bit different. If you look at how many different starting lineups we've had, yeah, you know, it, it, sometimes guys are starting, some guys guys are coming off the bench. You know, our second unit looks different every game, you know, again, because of injuries. And so I think part of it is just getting, you know, lineups down and getting used to playing with each other with so many new guys. But then the other piece of it is, hey, hey, you know, coach is great on giving guys confidence. If a guy's, you know, 0 for 3, 0 for 4, and he's open on that next three-pointer, hey, let it go. Let it fly, you know. So so our job, I think, is to put them in good positions, encourage them playing the right way and trusting that hey they'll start clicking um they'll start clicking together the more comfortable they get with one another but i do think a lot of guys have stepped up um i think a lot of guys have developed and grown i think langston's had a, a great season up to this point and some of the young, the other uh young guys luke Kennard and bruce brown have had you know some really good minutes of handling the ball uh, Sfi has got on the court uh, and has gotten the rotation. So there's definitely some positives um, that's happening while we're facing some adversity here as a team. And now it's just like, okay, everybody come back and then let's get some consistency in our lineups and then, uh, you know, just keep playing the right way. And, and it was the same thing last year. You know, it took a little bit of time. It was a brand new system, brand new coaching staff. And it took a little bit of time to get everything clicking. And then I think once the very beginning of February came, I think that's when we were, Reggie Jackson, he started getting really comfortable in the system. And he took off and our team took off. And we played at an incredibly high level from February to the rest of the season. And I'm not saying it's going to take that long this year, but right, it right. does. It's you know it does take time. It does take time. What's what's been the biggest disappointment? Obviously, like you said, there's there's 67 games to go here. No one's throwing in the towel. Nobody's calling for tanking or anything like that. But no. as far as as far as on the other side, what what has disappointed the staff and in, in, in maybe the most so far? Yeah, it, it's it's you know you kind of you walk in this year and you feel like okay, this is year two. You know, even if you have new faces, still have a number of guys from last year. And you say, okay, this is year two. We're probably, you know, in training camp, I probably would say, you know, you think, um, you know, you're probably looking better 
in training camp this year than you were last year, right? And so just because guys are used to the system and used to the coaching staff, they know us better and we know them better going into this season than when it's year one and you're brand new and you're trying to everybody's trying to feel each other out and feel how things are being taught and all of those things. But, um, you know, so you kind of go into this season and you say, hey, year two, uh, you know, we got we still have our core of Andre and Blake and, and Reggie and, um, you know, which is which is, you know, our, our major core that helped us win a lot of games, you know, going a good stretch last year. And so to not really see, you know, like we haven't had Reggie, we haven't had Blake, like to not really see what we can fully look like. That's why there's still like a sense of there's a sense of urgency, no question about the start of the year. But I think um, I don't I don't know if there's like, you know, like you say, like there's definitely no sense of throwing in the towel or anything like that. Like it's early on and there's a lot of work to be done and we have to make up some some groundwork. But it's hey, how good can we be this year? I think I don't think anyone can can say, you know, how good we can be yet because we I don't even think we know because of, you know, hey, let's have everybody at full strength. Let's get everybody playing, you know, let's get some consistency in the lineups, and then you can probably have a better evaluation of where we are as a group. But I think there's still a lot of, within our group internally, there's still a lot of optimism, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of focus, there's a sense of urgency, um, and a level of hard work and preparation that's being taken on every single day. So, you know, are you happy with four and 10? Obviously not. You know, you, you'd hope we win some, some more games, uh, you know, in the first 14 games of the year, but at the same time, Hey, we also understand, uh, the adversity we've been through. And hopefully once everybody comes back, it benefits us when certain guys don't have to play as big of a role. Hey, at least they got a lot of experience now so they can really thrive in a smaller role uh, when everybody comes back. Let me ask you about the turnovers. Uh, look, I mean, the other night in Chicago, if you're not handing them the ball and they're running out, I mean, it was like a two-on-one dunk fest for, for the Bulls, yeah. and that, that's an improved Chicago team, but is, is that maybe where that's been mo- most disappointing, or did you kind of expect that when you're starting point guard, like you said, and really your point forward from a year ago haven't even been, been playing? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it makes it more challenging. Obviously, like, this is very new for Bruce Brown to be playing point guard, starting at point guard. And then Luke Kennard is handling the ball uh, more than he's ever done in his career as well. Uh, you know, and then we don't, like you said, we don't have Blake. So there's a few challenges around it. Uh, and Derek's been phenomenal. Um, although, again, he's getting used to, you know, he's getting used to playing with the guys and, you know, they're getting used to how he plays and whatnot. But um, regardless, taking care of the ball is critical for your offense and defense. You know, it puts our defense in a very hard way having to play, you know, transition defense is incredibly hard, especially, you know, when they have, when they have an advantage on it, whether it's a four on three or three on two, whatever it might be. Um, You know, we've, we've talked a lot about that, about making the simple play, uh, about making the share pass. We still, want to play with pace and we still want to be aggressive so there is a balance to it um in terms of the turnovers but there's no question that 
hey, it, it's something like in the Chicago game specifically, we had six in the first uh, first half. Right. So you're really happy with that. You're like, okay, if you can be around 12 or 13 turnovers a game, that's really good. Like if you're at 12, that's especially with the level of pace played in the NBA right now and how many possessions there are. If you can only have 12 or 13, that's really, really good. So at six, you're like, okay, we're doing pretty good. And then we gave up 11 turnovers for, I think, 17 points. So they're scoring more than a point per possession per turnover, which means they're going to, they're probably a lot of them are live ball turnovers where they're playing in the open floor with an advantage. And those are the ones that, you know, obviously they hurt the offense. You know, we need, we shoot it at a a very good rate. So every time we turn the ball over, we're getting, we're getting less field goal attempts. We're getting less shots at the rim. We're getting less threes. And, with how good we've been shooting it, you know, obviously your your points are going to go down. And then defensively, um, I think our half-court defense is really, really good, and it's really well taught by the coaching staff. And But, hey, if you're going to get live ball turnovers and they're going to be in advantage situations and you're going to give them 17 points in one half, hey, those are, you know, that's that's tough to overcome. So that is definitely something that, you know, is being emphasized and stressed in terms of keep your pace, keep your aggressiveness, but be a little bit more disciplined with the passes and the drives that we're making. All right, DJ, that was great stuff, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate the time. We appreciate the time of DJ Baker, Pistons player development coach and assistant, and uh, he, he, he's spot on with so many things that he has to say. That's a young coach that's going to have a great future in this league, and we appreciate him uh, giving us the time. Again, tonight, Pistons and Hawks downtown, 7 o'clock at Little Caesars Arena, following that up with a tom- uh, Saturday evening game in Milwaukee at 8.30. Um, of course, you can watch those games on FSD and listen to them on DFN. Uh, excuse me, on uh, 97 won the ticket. Uh, Hawks and Pistons at 7 tonight, and then the Bucks tomorrow at 8.30, and then back at the LCA for a Monday night game against the Orlando Magic. John Hammond's Magic uh, coming into town on Monday night. That'll do it for another week of Wired, the Pistons podcast. Appreciate you listening. Need to get that win tonight, certainly against the Hawks, and we thank DJ Baker for joining us as well. We'll talk to you again next week.